Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... We play a game of take a shot every time we mention Romelu Lukaku. For the love of football, do not play that game. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. We hope you enjoyed our second episode in our interview series on Monday as we spoke to Jeff J. Snyder from Locked On Dodgers podcast, all about Todd Bowley, the person, the owner, and how his ideas and strategies have transformed the Dodgers franchise and how the... That impact he's had and vision will transition over to Chelsea. So if you haven't checked that out, well, once you're done with this, go and put it next on your queue. Uh, but today we are we're back behind the mic as a trio once again. But it's not Chris. Uh, we're joined though by Mr. Ollie J. Carpenter. Fast approaching that ten games, dude. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I feel like my season's going very well so far. We've just reached <laughs> the off season, but I'm uh, I'm looking forward to pre season. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, we're, we're we're bringing Berth in. Berth's back. How are you doing? Yeah, I had a bit of a traumatic week last week because uh, ended up in a trip to hospital. But I'm all good now. I'm feeling fresh, rejuvenated, ready to do the pod with you guys. He's, he's ready. He's ready. I'm I ready. mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've got to say it, Chris. He's not here, but. He, he doesn't need us. He got noticed by the wizard himself, Cesc Fabregas. And <laughs> honestly, that like on his tweet, I, I would be printing that off, getting it framed, be telling my grandchildren about it. I, I'm jealous. I'm honestly jealous. You know, but... you know what the funny thing <laughs> is? Right? I've, I've known Chris for years now, really good friends with Chris outside of the pod. Um, and I know for a fact that he will be going around telling everyone about Fabregas liking his tweet. And honestly, if he gets it framed, it would not surprise me. I, I want it. I, I mean, look, I know deep in my heart it won't ever eclipse Gary Cahill personally messaging our show twice. So whatever. Shrug, you know. Whatever. Name drop. Just put that one in there. Have you got I'm, just, have it, go I'm followed by Paul Canneville. Shame, shameless, Ooh, humble nice. brag. That's nice. Very, <laughs> that, that, that was perfect. I was going to say, have you got any little famous segues with Chelsea? But hey, you've got, got an ultimate uh, name drop there. So, yeah. I need to sort I also share a birthday with Didier Drogba. Um, Mario Balotelli style. for me and Matthias Delict. That's why I want Delict at the club. <laughs> not bad, not bad players. I can't think of any players that share my birthday, but Martin Luther King, that sure beats everyone. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty. That's, oh, yeah, beat that. I mean, that's an, Im- yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we, we always kick off the show with another round of who is that former blue. That's exactly. We didn't get to do it last week because of, uh, well, we thought we'd uh, spruce it up with the Jubilee. But this week we're back and it's who is that former blue? Oh, I've got the sound effects now. That um, is incredible. That did you is notice? so I'd good. I forgot. I forgot. So I had to quickly press it and then get the app on my phone. <laughs> oh, this is that terrible. Is, that has made this pod. <laughs> Even better. Oh, really the production value is off oh, the charts, it's, boys. It's yeah. so bad. We're, we're now above BT Sport, I think. In oh, the, yeah. Our production yeah. value. Timing delays. I mean, this former Blue, he's played 114 times for Chelsea. He scored 19 goals in the process. He regularly appeared as a pundit on Football Focus, Score, Match of the Day, and Match of the Day 2. 
He published his autobiography last year in 2021. And he finally, finally, he's played with Scott Parker, Dennis Wise and Peter Crouch at club level. Any ideas there? I, you know what? It was the autobiography that got oh. me. Cause I think I bought my, my dad this book. Oh, um, well, don't drop it till the end then. All right, yeah. So I'll I'll uh, I'll keep that in my back pocket. By the way, Berth, um, you know you got some good company on your birthday. You got Eric Dyer, Jermaine Pennant, and Ben Godfrey. Mm. That's a five-a-side yeah. team that's probably not going to be winning many trophies. Well, cheers to brightening my day, Ali. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Um... <laughs> I'll just stick with Martin Luther King. That that, that one's fine by me. That, that's no problem. <laughs> do, do you have any answers there, Berth, before we um, check it out at the end? You know what? No, any I idea? don't. And that's unlike me because I'm normally quite good at, at this round. But I, I'm not too sure this time. I'm a bit stumped. So hopefully Ali can uh, pull it out of the bag for us. Yeah, I'll put the pressure on now. I've got, yeah. It better be right. Otherwise, I'm going to look like a right mug at the end. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out at the end. Uh, with that, though, we're going to head straight to the newsroom. So this is at Stamford Bridge. So, time to grab yourself a copy, a copy, a coffee. Uh, great production value again. Wow, amazing. Um, but yeah, grab that coffee uh, as we find out if what we've missed in our weekly roundup in the elevator of Chelsea News. Chelsea reportedly have made an inquiry to sign Milan Skriniar this summer. Tuchel has been promised he will have full control of Chelsea's transfer business from now on. Three will remain as Chelsea's main shirt sponsor for another season. Chelsea have had contacts with Gabriel Jesus, his agent, in recent weeks and are also interested in bringing in Raheem Sterling. In non-Chelsea news, Ecuador could be kicked out of the Qatar 2022 World Cup and replaced by Chile due to falsified documents. The transfer window is open. Sam Kerr won the PFA Players Player of the Year. Javier Simmons has agreed a new deal at Chelsea. And finally, in the news, there has been some Romelu Lukaku news. Some more Romelu Lukaku news. Some Romelu Lukaku updates. And breaking news. Yes, breaking news, Claxon. Yeah, I'm giving up with that. Wow. Uh, I love it. This is so good. (laughs) There is believed to be more Lukaku news in the next few weeks. I mean, what's caught your eye this week? Apart from the great production value I'm dropping. What's caught my eye is that I've been gone for a week and all of a sudden... We've turned into like, who wants to be a millionaire? We've turned into, <laughs> like, this is fantastic. I need to go away more often, I think. This is brilliant. Um, I'm going to stay away from Lukaku because no doubt we'll be talking about that. I've got over a feeling Chris again. is there ready. He's like, no, I want it to yeah. be on. Oh, yeah, 100%. But um, Sam Kerr, fair play. 100% she deserved that, I think. That's, I, was uh, in a, I was in an Audi car park when I saw the news and I was like, yes. And no yeah. one knew what I was yelling about. <laughs> Um, fully deserved, I think. Um, I, I really do think that is really deserved. Um, I'm going to go on to Sterling and Jesus. I think I don't think we need to get both, and I don't think we will get both. But I think the Sterling one would be more. I'd be more. What's the word? Attract. I'd be more attracted to, um, mm. because I think I think he's more effective than Gabriel Jesus, and I think he would be in our team and how we set up. Um, Sterling. And like our other forwards, seems to be in the right place at the right time all the time. Um, so I think he, he adds a different element to our game. Um, guaranteed proven goal scorer Stern is. I think he's actually underrated. He's become very underrated, I think. Um, and I don't think Jesus 
in that Chelsea team would get above 10 goals, but I think Sterling would get 10, 15. Um, so I, I think if I was Chelsea, I'd definitely be looking um, towards Raheem Sterling. Um, you, you 100%. Point there, and I'll bring Ollie in on that because I looked at his stats for City and people saying, oh, he doesn't score many. He does. I mean, obviously, we I've talked about it before. He always gets at least 10 goals overall in a calendar a campaign. But we look at when he, he really kicked off. I mean, 2017-2018, his third year at City. He got 23 and 46. This is total with across all competitions. And then the following year, it was 25 and 51, then 31 and 52. And in the last two seasons, he's had 14 and 17 goals. That's, that's pretty decent. I mean, he's had he's at least hit double figures in the Premier League since 2017, which we, we need that anyway. I mean, wow. I mean, what do you think about these two particular rival signings, Ali? It's interesting, isn't it? Because there's, there's people saying... Oh, you know, it's it's City's Deadwood. I I don't quite believe that because they're both no players, sort of in no. the prime of their career and they're looking to cash in and you know they're undervalued, not being played as much because you know City have so much quality in their side they can't afford to keep everybody. But um, I don't know. I can't help but feel like the Gabriel Jesus thing is slightly underwhelming. Um, I I you know like he's he's a reliable goal scorer and and Sterling I think is a great player and I think he probably would improve us, but. I think if any players coming from Man City, you have to taper your expectations. Um, and the reason for that is because all the players in Man City play quite well and are made to play quite well because um, Guardiola's system is impeccable. Mm. And translating that to a different system, to a different team, isn't always going to work. And a team that creates a lot of chances, like Man City, is always going to inflate goal and assist numbers a little bit. Whereas uh, Chelsea, you know, we sort of, historically it seems to be underperforming in terms of like chances created and things like that so you know it kind of depends for me like how we actually are going to be playing next season you know if we're if we're going to change the formation from three at the back if we go sort of four triple two like we know Tuchel likes to do you never know it could it could work I'd be more excited for Sterling personally than Jay oh yeah I'd love Raheem Sterling If if it happens amazing um Look, I, just before we started recording, there was a, an, a Telegraph article about Todd Bowley's links with Jay-Z may help pave the way for Lukaku's return to Inter Milan. I looked into it. So basically, it's Bowley has a relationship with Rock Nation Sports. They have an ongoing relationship with Romelu because right last year, Bowley and Rock Nation, together with Jay-Z, founded the agency where uh, high-profile investors in brand called Fanatics and that was it that 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 was literally the article if I'm honest and so I it's just essentially thought, meme news it, it just it look I personally have 99 problems this article isn't one because it was just clickbait it was just forcing a, 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 a Jay-Z's name into the the headline I am convinced of it because it didn't it was like oh yeah mm, mm. you like can't that, help but feel Chelsea have 99 problems and Romelu Lukaku is 97 and a half of them Oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh wow! Good. That that was. That was. Dust your shoulders. Dust your shoulders. That was beautiful. For those for those listening at home, the the visual cue is now me doing a little shimmy in oh, celebration. Amazing! There's a, there's a round of applause. There really is. That is that was that was something else. Um, last week we spent forty three minutes and forty three seconds talking about goalkeepers and defenders. Whew, we we don't even have many of them. So this week, it's uh, part two of should they really be here for next season? So keep Salah alone, midfielders and forwards. Uh, so 
Who was on our books for 21-22 of the campaign? Well, midfielders we had N'Golo Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic, Saul, Loftus-Cheek, Barkley, Kennedy, Mount, Havertz, Ziyech and Masunda. Out on loan, we had Gallagher, Drinkwater and Gilmore. Now, we know Masunda and Drinkwater are leaving with their current deals expiring. So they're gone. They're gone. Sal's loan deal uh, ended and, whoa, news just in. We're not extending it. No, no, no. He's, he's going. Uh, right. I mean, I'll go through my keep list and guys, you can throw yours in and we'll build it from there. <coughs> I think Gallagher, Kante or Jorginho, not both. Uh, Kovacic, Kennedy, Mount, Havertz, Loftus-Cheek and Ziyech to keep. Sal, Kante or Jorginho. I've got reasons. Uh, and Barkley, Lone Gilmore. What do you think? Did you say you'd keep Kennedy? Yeah, because he'd do well at left wing back. That <laughs> is controversial. Oh, I think I'd get rid of him. I definitely think I'd get rid of Kennedy. Well, we're not playing Watford this season, so it's kind of a shame because he just seems to play against Watford. But I just, I just don't. I'd, I'd just get rid of him. I, I think, I think if you're looking at a backup wing back, then I think Hudson Odoi can do a job there, a left left wing back. I reckon we should loan him out um, just to wait until Watford come back up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which will be next season which will be next season so wow Oof. well look I, I mean the thing is he's that, that's the thing he's he had a really good game against Watford and that's how it's <laughs> but I think it maybe it's time to sell yeah, that's, yeah you know what? If, if nothing else that would have given him like a good like you know extra like half a million price you know like It'll boost it by a little bit. Not been around for a while, performed well in a nothing game at the end of the season. Yeah, you know, like it'll be good for the club. Mm, yeah, I mean, oh, it's that with, with the reason with the Kante thing, the Kante Jorginho debate, it's a tough one. And I've always been wrong on it, so I may as well keep going with that view. But both have deals that are expiring next summer. And the club might choose not to extend Kante's stay, given his age and injuries, or the club could let the contract run down, let him leave on a free next summer. That that that, that that's, not, that's not great. But the other option is to sell one of them. But likely Kante this summer. It's controversial. I agree. Who am I kidding? It will be. But since I'm saying it, most will expect nothing less than pure stupidity from myself. <laughs> but if Chelsea can guarantee a top-level midfield signing, Kante should be allowed to leave if an ideal offer comes in. I don't but, know. But if they can't, I, yeah. I guess, even even if you. It's the contract situation, isn't it, between the I get, both? I, I get the contract situation, but how can you possibly replace and go? I oh, know it's it's nearly impossible. This, this I'm is admitting a that. Um, it's really really difficult. I uh, think unless you get Declan Rice in, I think you got to keep them both. I think. Um, I, do you know what? We've had so many problems with injuries and and the the actual quality of our backups across the entirety of our squad this season and it just goes to show especially how long a season can be i don't really necessarily think that we need to get rid of Jorginho or kante to be honest um you know i think we can try and work out deals with them to to make things go a bit further you know i think i think the real key is to bring in quality in terms of backup players we don't want to be selling our starters Jorginho, kante kovacic they're all starters the likes of barkley you know, like Barkley, if we can get, you know, if we can ship him out and bring in someone, you know, even if they're uh, a youth player like a Gallagher or something like that, that instantly improves the quality in the team. Um, and then if you make a signing on top of that, we need 
we need a bigger squad. I know that sounds silly because people say, oh, Chelsea have a massive squad and they're a million players on loan, but it's not quite like how it used to be, especially with the new loan rules that have come in. And um, we don't actually have that much quality in depth, uh, especially in midfield. So I think, actually, I would... I, I, maybe I'm hoarding midfielders like a some kind of midfielder dragon, but um, I would personally actually keep Jorginho Kante and sign a, a marquee midfielder. Yeah, it's a good shout. I, I mean, the oh, the Jorginho st- is statistically he offers more to the team than Kante. I feel. I mean, he's got that ability to control the tempo of the game, and I think his defensive awareness is quite underrated, and he can be crucial, especially if minutes are managed. I, uh, yeah, that's kind of how I see it. I mean, Mason Mount, let, let, that, that's an easy one. I mean, 53 appearances for the club, scored 13 goals, 16 assists. First player since Hazard to provide double-digit figures in both areas. And Chris isn't physically here. He's not. But we all remember when he said, and I've got the clip, I've got, I'm going to play it. The thing is with Mount, I think he's actually having a better season than Mo Salah. So if he's better than Mo Salah, we've got to keep him. We all remember. We love that one, but you don't. You're, you're not convinced that he had a better season than Mo Salah. It's he did say it. I mean, you know I, what? He won as many trophies as Mo Salah. True. Yeah, that is true. I actually very true. I just yeah, that light bulb's gone off. It's true. Um, but yeah, we know we're keeping Mount. We are. Uh, Kovacic, easy keep. He's got that ab- ability to avoid the press. He's improved passing range, making a threat in both, obviously, defence and offence. Scored a cracking goal, goal of the season. <laughs> there we go. Uh, Loftus-Cheek, great team player and squad player he is, and he likely probably won't ever be any more or any less, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just a shame because he's always had that high potential and he's never... I think if if we got like a really like a decent offer for him from like Lazio or something, we could like I reckon we'd probably sell him. I can see. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be too. As much as I like Loftus Cheek, I just think he's at that point now, and we're at that point now where we've got Gallagher back, got Kovacic, got Kante, got Jorginho, probably going to get another centre mid at some point. Do we need him? Is it time for him to move on as well? If we would get a decent bid of 25 mil, something like that, would it be best I, for I, everyone to just sell him? I, I think that's kind of like the logical way to look at it, but I think we also have to remember Tuchel really likes Loftus Cheek, and I think he sees him yeah. as very, um, very versatile. So I would, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tuchel personally saw, and especially if he's in charge of things, I don't think he'll, he'll, uh, he'll let Loftus Cheek go. No, yeah, injuries just really hit him, unfortunately, and that, that's such. It's just you know we could talk up Jack Wiltshire, for example. Wow, what amazing talent, but injuries just repeatedly hit him and spoil what could have been. And another of... one who recently left, Charlie Musonda, never really recovered. Yeah, did he? It's, it's just, it is awful to watch. It's devastating to watch a players, especially ones with the talent where you know, you know, they've got pressure on them, they can go far and, and it doesn't because of injuries. Uh, it's what worries me that Hudson Adoy will become. Yeah. yeah, it is a possibility. We hope not. Uh, Gallagher? And Havertz, Havertz, how you categorise him, midfield, forward, whichever, they're still keeps, you know, won't go into details yeah. there, there's no point. We could, there's no, there's no reason you wouldn't keep both of them. No, you've, yeah, especially last season. Um, look, Ziek still offers something to the team. When it comes to sell, I did say, I did change my mind on Kennedy and say, yeah, I could sort of see him, unless he's not on a backup. Barkley, I feel it's time for him to go, um, sadly. 
Gilmore needs a loan because I'm not convinced by him at the moment. And that's like, whoa, but I'm not convinced. And Norwich set him back. That did not work out. Do you, know, do you want to hear my, my controversial take is that I like to defend Gilmore. I, I'll die on the hill. I defend Gilmore to the hill. Um, he is a player who clearly performs a lot better with better players around him. Um, yeah. And I, I think people worry about his physicality and things like that in the Premier League. You got to remember, he's he's very much a Jorginho s kind of player, where he's sort of quite limited physically, um, but he's got ex, ex, extremely good um, technique on the ball, and he's probably, you know, like say it quietly, but I personally think he might be a slightly better passer of the ball than Jorginho, and I I I think if you had him playing in and around the likes of Kante, Kovacic, things like that, you know, like you got actual players at the back that allow him to sort of move the ball up the pitch and without constantly having to worry about defending like he probably has been in the Norwich team this season. I think he could really, I could think he could really shine, you know, and you can say if he gets a loan, maybe he gets more game time and things like that. But if he's going on loan to somewhere like a Norwich again, or like a, even somewhere like a Rangers, Rangers might be a bit more of a smart move, but I don't think it surrounds him with that top quality that he really needs to shine. And we've mm. seen what he can do when, like, when he's, uh, you know, when he was at Chelsea, when he was playing around some of the the better players, and he was actually outshining them all. If you remember, right, he, he won yeah, Man of the yeah. Match awards like back to back to back to back in, in all of his debuts. Mm. And I and I think that you've got to remember that that that's the player that's in there, not the one that's been playing at Norwich this season. I mean, he turns twenty one tomorrow. And this is like a happy huge, birthday, Billy. yeah, happy, happy. Whenever if he's listening, happy birthday. I, I mean, that's the thing. It's such a big season. It's got to be the right loan. It has to be the right loan move because you don't want to become one of them players just gets repeatedly farmed out on loan. That's not fair, especially for a lad of his talent. What do you think, Berth? No, yeah, I totally um, agree. And actually, siding with Ali on this, I, I think. He's definitely a better player when he's surrounded with better players. Um, and I think, I won't say he's a better passer necessarily than Jorginho, but I think if you give him a couple of years or a year or so, there's no reason why he can't become just as good as Jorginho um, in that Chelsea team. Um, as well, he's the most similar to Jorginho, right? We know Jorginho, We know Chelsea play generally better when Jorginho's around because mm-hmm. when you've got Kante and Kovacic together, you know, it's not quite creative enough. Um and you know, it's part of the issues we've had with our midfield and stuff. When Jorginho's been out, we haven't got that creativity in midfield. Mm. Gilmore provides that. It's a long season. Jorginho won't be able to play every game. No, nobody sure. will. And and so, mm. I think Gilmore as depth is um, is worth keeping around. Now, you, you might make the argument if you're signing another midfielder, is he really going to see many games at all? Is he only ever going to play in the cup games? And in that case, that would be the argument I think for having him on loan somewhere. But it's got, like you say, it's got to be the right loan. In my opinion, it has to be a Premier League loan somewhere like Frank Lampard's Everton. I think would be pretty good. I love that Frank Lampard's Everton. It will be. We know. We know. That's going to be what it will be, uh, be known as. I mean, I thought it was going to be Frank Lampard's Crystal Palace, but hey. Are you saying that actually? Connor Cody played nearly every minute for Wolves last season, and I think the only other outfield player that had more minutes than him was Matty Cash of Villa. Both played Cash very played well. Every, yeah, Matt Cash That's, played every minute, I think. Wow. I mean, wow. Are you, I know De Gea, Lloris and Messi. All these don't count. No, they, they can just stand there if they want to go. <laughs> um, forwards, well, we had Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi, Lukaku and Werner. 
and out on loan we had Brozier and Bashwai. Um, I, try, I tried to, we play a front three and Pulisic, Hudson, Adoy and Werner are usually often in that front three, hence why I put them there. But then again, you could argue Kai Havertz played or whatever. I've made it, eh, whatever. Uh, keep basically everyone and sell Batshuayi. That's kind of, I mean, that's, it's, this is where we're kind of in the unknown though, because I said Batshuayi should be sold because it's only fair on him to have a stable club. Too many loans for him and I, I, I doubt Tucker will now choose to have him in the squad, sadly. But, hey, look, we always have the West Bromwich Albion title-winning goal, though. Hero for that. Hero. Brozier had a quiet end to the season, but he was truly showcasing his talent for Southampton before. He, he could be our Diego Costa, give him a chance in pre-season. That's how I sort of see it. <sighs> then we get to Romelu. Uh, I mean, I'm sick of this debate. Will he go? I, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to see so much come out in uh, from different journalists, etc., Leaks, whatever. I mean, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm saying keep and try again. I mean, Petr Cech has said the same, but uh, and Timo I feel keep as well. Pulisic and Hudson Odoi, I'm sort of torn on. Oh, what, what do you think? Help me out. I, I um, actually, I, I agree with you quite a lot. I think, um, I think, yay. I think there's a lot of people who who are very, very quick to say, oh, you need to sell like five forwards and buy six forwards, and it's like, well, like, what's that going to do? You know, like we, they're still gelling now, like, <laughs> and uh, and so you've got the likes of Pulisic, Vernon, Lukaku, and and yeah, they haven't performed, but I think they probably need a bit more time to perform. I, I think Werner's probably the one who's on the thinnest ice personally, because um, he's had a couple of seasons. Havertz, who was bought in at the same time, has performed. He hasn't, um, but he still has something to provide. And so even I would be even hesitant about that. The only thing I would say about Romelu Lukaku is, um, you know, it's it's nice to have a player of his quality around. But to be honest, I think a lot of the fans are very, very jaded about him. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, in in I, I, what I would say is I would say keep everyone, sell Batshuayi. And for Romelu Lukaku, I just don't care. Yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I mean, Chris and I said last week we have a habit of buying players and then giving up after a season. That's going to change under the new ownership. We know that. Simple as that. It's just not going to happen. Good. And I, I 100% agree. It's it, We just can't keep doing it. It's just it's bad business, but it's also unfair because sometimes one bad season, it means nothing. We, again, we brought up Drogba. He didn't have the best debut campaign. And then, oh, look what happened after. Imagine uh, if um, imagine if Hazard's first season was like that season he took off in like whatever it was, like 15, 16 or 16, 17. Mm. Can you imagine? You know, one bad season. Because every, everyone everyone basically says Hazard was a brilliant player and took one season off at Chelsea, which is true. Can you imagine, you know, the likes of people asking for him to be sold? No, of course not. Because you have to give people time. You have to give people a chance. And the and whether people like to think so or not, this team is still very young, especially in attack. Lukaku isn't, right, granted. And we've already gone through that. Don't care. Pulisic, I think he's only like, what, 22? Werner's 24. Uh, Hudson-Odoi's not even 21, I don't think. Um, and, and Havertz is young too so you've got all these really young players who actually are still performing at the top level and have won the Champions League not two years ago and you know like it's people are so quick to just dive on people I just, it drives me mad because you get these arm, armchair tacticians and def- <laughs> uh, what they're called uh, DOFs on, on, on Twitter who, who seem to think that signing 20 players and selling 23 will, will make the squad immediately better and it just won't we need a uh, bigger squad need a squad with more quality and by doing that you keep players you don't sell them exactly i mean giving up 
on players after one bad season. I'll bring up some good examples here that aren't Chelsea-related. Modric at Real Madrid. That first yeah. season, he yeah. got voted, worth signing, and now he's a Ballon d'Or winner, and they, they want him to keep staying. And fair play, is amazing. And uh, he's Jamie, just signed a uh, one-year extension as well. Yeah, exactly. Jamie Vardy at Leicester. He didn't have a great campaign debut. Uh, De Gea at United. That weren't the best. Thierry Henry as well. He didn't score in the first eight games for Arsenal when he first signed. And there was talks, oh, well, look how he turned out. Gareth Bale, he was going to be famously shipped out on loan. Or I think it was a permanent five million move to Birmingham City. But it never never materialised. And I've got wow. one. Yael Go on. Kinsello from Man City. Yeah. This yeah, is it. You can't show. just give up on players that immediate. And it does come back to haunt you sometimes. The thing is, as well, is like the players will really embed into their systems, and 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 from that they'll only improve. So when you think about the likes of players, for example, Man City are the ones I come back to because I just I know a fair bit about them. Um, you've got the likes of I don't know, like Ake and Zinchenko, who've been there for quite a while, and they're decent backups because they know the system really well, and they've been there for like five years or whatever. And so you you know, like that's actually more valuable than bringing in a player who you know might go- be good or might not be good. Who doesn't know the systems at all? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, what do you think, Berth? I mean, you just said um, Cancelo. <clears throat> I, I also remember one of my favourite players of the Premier League era, Robert Perez. When he came in, yeah. he yeah. was he was criticised for that first season. It was what a waste, and he reinvented the winger position in the English game. There's that, there's, there's there's so many. Like, I mean, you can look at Man City. You look at someone like Bernardo Silva, Cancelo. Mm-hmm. Um, Grealish has had a poor season this season, but you, you no doubt he's going to have an even better one next season. Yeah, so Gundogan was criticised quite a lot too yeah. when he first came in. It, exactly. I mean, it, sometimes it does just take time to adapt, get used to a new manager, a uh, new country, this and that. You know, it, it does just take time. Um, yeah. I would give I would give Lukaku another chance because I just don't think he's a proven goal scorer. He is. He's a proven world class striker. That there's no doubt about that. But it hasn't worked this season. No. Um, but that doesn't mean he needs to be sold. Ninety-seven and a half million is not cheap. That is a lot of <laughs> no. money. That is a lot of money to just say, you know what? After one season, see you later. That's a, that, lot, that's a lot of money for a season-long loan, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. So I think I think you gotta keep Lukaku. I would keep Brozier as a backup. Um, I think personally, I, I think I think you'd keep Hudson Odoi, but I think either one of Werner or Pulisic should be sold. I mean, look, Dem- if Dembele comes in, I imagine one of Pulisic and Werner could be sold yeah, I back, think to, back to Germany. Yeah. I mean, Bundesliga, I think it'll be Werner. You know what? I'd say Timo because of the American connection between Pulisic and the owners. And exactly. another thing, when Liverpool comes sniffing around your players, you do have to think, are we missing something here that they are? They've got a great recruitment trick team. Uh, Hudson Odoi could be loaned out. He's struggling with injury setbacks last season, and he just needs a good run and a good team. But what team? Yeah. And you know what? And 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 this is something we can actually come after Tuchel a little bit here. And 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 this is not something I do very often. Uh, and I think it's important to say that I love Tuchel, and I I would and as I tweet fairly often, I would do anything for Thomas Tuchel. But Aww. he he does. <laughs> Tinkle, tinker with his teams quite a lot and mm. you know sometimes there are players who are having a good game and you know they're having a good run of form and I would say Hudson Odoi was actually doing that for a while and then they're left out of the team for sort of no reason and yeah. and then after that you're sort of like well you know like what what can you really do and 
it leaves players in, in the weeds a little bit. So I think that probably next season, what I would also like to see is a slightly more consistent sort of core of players starting. Yeah. You know, we've been unlucky with injuries and stuff this season. I think that's been part of it. But um, mm-hmm. next season, I want to see, I want to see Tuchel building his spine, um, yeah. you know, for Chelsea. And you can already sort of see it. You've got Mount there. You've got James there. Those are the two who are not going anywhere. You know, you've got probably Chilwell with, if he's all right when he comes back into the team. Thiago Silva, at least for now. You know, like I, 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 I want to see, I want to see the spine being built. I want to see the new players from the, um, from the youth come in and see how they can do. You know, and then you get give the, uh, the younger generation a chance to uh, go out on loan and prove their worth. You know, the likes yeah. of Ian Matson, who's going to go on loan to Dortmund, I think, and we hope. You know, and then well, you know, you see where they go. Yeah, a hundred percent. I totally agree. Uh, before we sign off, we're going to find out who is that former Bloom. So at the start, I said. 114 games for Chelsea, scoring 19 goals in the process. Uh, appeared as a pundit on Football Focus, score match of the day one and two. He published an autobiography last year in 2021. And then he played with Scott Parker, Dennis Wise and Peter Crouch at club level. Uh, Ollie was pretty certain. I'll just give Berth a chance, but I'm pretty sure this will give it away for Ollie. But Scott Parker, he played with at Charlton. Has that confirmed it for you? No. Oh, Dennis Wise at Chelsea, Peter Crouch at QPR. Now, I'll give you fair play. Peter Crouch was very young during this time. It weren't, you know. Uh, In 2008, he moved to Canada for a three-year master's course in divinity with the intention of becoming a minister. No, you know what? I, I actually, I thought I knew it, but I don't. And he's currently, according to Wikipedia, a pastor in Calgary. So who do you think it is? Have you got any ideas, Burr? No, I've not really got a clue, to be honest. Oh, Normally um, I've got some sort of a guess, but I've just got no idea. Right. I, 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 okay, so I'm going to tell you who I thought it was based on the... Um, because I, it's it's slightly before my time, so I don't know the stats and things like that, but I do know I bought an autobiography last year for my dad. Uh, so I was originally going to say Pat Nevitt. Oh, uh, no, it's not. It's not, but... Um, Am I right in saying, is it? Didn't George Weah play for Chelsea? He yeah. Did. Is, is it him? It is not. Ah, <laughs> I thought with America and Calgary. Ah, uh, right. I can't. I can't play the correct answer sound effect, and I am devastated. I've, I was ready. I was ready this time. Um, it is Gavin Peacock. Oh, for uh, God's sake! Gavin Peacock. I oh, knew. You see, you you had that. You were like, what? Yeah, he played uh, for QPR, Charlton, Gillingham, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Chelsea, of course. Wow. That's mad. He played with Peter Crouch. That's really weird. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, that had been during the 96 to 2002 spell when he was right. at QPR. Yeah. And you imagine like a really young Peter Crouch. He's probably like thin as anything, but like 20 foot tall. Yeah, I can imagine. He's just kind of that. I just Peter Crouch like whoa he's a I saw some World Cup highlights recently from 2006 and I was thinking Peter Crouch was like the tallest man on the field wow we should have been uh, David Beckham you'd think that was like a the perfect combo you really would yeah. uh, but with that we've come to the end of another episode of At The Bridge Pod uh, we do have an episode coming out Monday um, just a teaser for that it's going to be kit related with a podcast that do kits you're going to enjoy it I'm certain It's it was real fun to record uh, I want to thank Ollie for stepping in at the last moment to uh, to help us discuss forwards and midfielders so thank you Ollie 
Oh, thank you very much. I, I, I love being here and I really appreciate it. Just one more thing before we go. Oh, um, I just wanted to tell uh, Berth that, you know, he also shares a birthday with Pitbull, Skrillex and Claudia Winkleman. <laughs> I remember the Pitbull thing. Yeah. It's well, beautiful. I mean, I think I'd prefer those three than the three you mentioned earlier on in the podcast. To be honest. So I'm <laughs> Certainly about a five-a-side team, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Claudia Winkleman is definitely... definitely... I'm telling you, Pitbull is a no-nonsense centre-back. Brilliant. Oh Brilliant. yeah, Mr. Three Hundred Five. You know, you know. Oh, that's his formation. Yeah, Three Hundred Five. Brilliant, <laughs> loving it. Yeah. I love it. Right, the with that. The have been flowing today. I've loved it. <laughs> it's brilliant. All oh, right, with that though, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you can already follow us at at the Bridge Pod. Uh, we'll be back Monday with our interview episode. So till then, that is us signing off.